Welcome everybody to episode 7 of Low Key. We were really excited to have this very confusing conversation with you guys uh, between three straight cis men. Uh, let's see how this goes. So, uh, starting myself, uh, I'm Aaron. This is the first time here, and it's uh, joined by Keith. How you doing, sir? Good. How's it going? Pretty well, good. And also, uh, other side of the country, we got Tim. How's it going over there? Here in California. Yeah, baby. How you doing? Hey, doing well. And, you know, me and uh, Keith were over in the South, so, you know, it's all kind of craziness here. <laughs> here in Texas and Tennessee, we got the whole country. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean, we ain't worried about East Coast elites. Sorry, New York. <laughs> yeah, we'll get y'all another time. Uh, but today, primarily, I think what we want to focus on, just jumping straight into it, is uh, the news that's come with the uh, recently announced film Rub and Tug, and some of the controversy between between Scarlett Johansson's um, role as what Dante Tex Gill. There we go, Dante Tex Gill. So yeah, could you just kind of um, kind of lay the ground for us before we get started? Yeah, this is just a warning to everybody that we're going to be we're going to try to watch our pronouns and do this right. Um, but we are going to refer to old articles that are going to refer to Dante Texgill as a woman, um, because what's at the heart of this entire debate, and it is a a massive debate. Everyone has written about it. From it's it's been all over your Twitter feed. The New York Times wrote about it. It's everywhere. Uh, whether it's appropriate for Scarlett Johansson to play a character who's been described as a trans man. Um, I think we should maybe start with the obituary for Dante Texgill um, when he died um, January 9th, 2003. Uh, this is from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. This is the character who Scar Joe is going to play. In all the old newspaper stories about Dante Texgill, she was always the woman who prefers to be known as a man or some variation of that description, and she sure looked and acted the part. Short and dumpy, she wore men's suits and short hair. She talked tough, and she may have even... She may even have undergone the initial changes of a sex change that made her appear masculine. During the 1970s and 80s, she was a bizarre fixture in the red-light world of Pittsburgh's massage parlor district along Liberty Avenue. There's a lot of things there that would not be in an article if it was written now, um, uh, including bizarre, short and dumpy, um, and probably the pronoun she. Um, because there's a major question here about whether Tex should be described as a trans man or as a woman who dressed up as a man in order to um, kind of better leverage the situation in the 1970s and 80s in the rough and tumble streets of Pittsburgh. So I guess one of the questions, and, and I don't know if you know this offhand, and, and I'm pretty sure the, the people who have chosen to uh, you know, put together Rub and Tug are familiar with this, but uh, was Tex open about... Uh, I don't know how to what the proper way to put it, but was Tex open about the gender that he was born with? This is, I think it's safe to say that Tex definitely identified as a man um, in terms of appearance, in terms of style of dress. Um, took the name, took a man's name. I mean, right? Dante Tex Gill, um, which uh, born uh, as Louis Jean Gill, correct? Louis Jean Gill, yeah. Yeah. So took on took on a man's name, um, dressed as a man. Seems to have identified in every way as a man. Um, Texas cousin Barry Paris, a Post Gazette film critic, and Gill's cousin. This is from the same mm-hmm. obituary. Said 
again using the she. She scared the hell out of us when my cousins and I took riding lessons from her as kids at Shenley Stables, and she got involved early on with the proverbial wrong crowd. But she was personally gentle and nonviolent. I love this part of the quote. And she made a nice, corrupt life for herself in a nice, corrupt American society. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she pretty I, I, much. I, I, reached, I reached out to Barry Paris today um, and also to a couple of other people who knew Tex in life to try to see if they could illuminate the situation, what they would think about ScarJo playing Tex. Um, but nobody's gotten back to me. So, um, Tex is pretty much a gangster. Yeah. Tex was a gangster. Yeah, Tex was a gangster. So, my thing about it, you know, me not really knowing too much about trans people and what's considered trans and what's not, is I don't see what's the difference between Tex and, like, a stud, a, a lesbian stud. What's a stud? Okay, y'all don't know what stud is. It's, it's no, I, I, I do. Uh, a lesbian that dresses up like a dresses up and act like a guy. In the you know traditional role sense of how men act. Yeah, I um, guess you. They act more masculine. Well, I think what the difference is, and I'm not certain that this is correct. And again, we're bumbling and fumbling with this. Uh, we don't have any expert here. It's a, and we're we're trying to do this. Well, we're trying to learn in this conversation. Yeah, allow us to make so, some mistakes here. Uh, we mean we mean well. We really do. <laughs> Even if we're just trying to say stuff quickly, so we're not. Uh, you're not going to have like you know ten minutes of us going. Uh, uh, uh. But but I do think uh, to speak to what you were talking about, Keith. I think the difference is uh, women who would call themselves studs don't say that they. While they might um, take on some of the behaviors that we traditionally say men have, mm-hmm. they wouldn't say that they themselves are men or feel like they are men. So in that way, uh, they would be different from Tex, who is, uh, it seems like uh, people are saying, at least in this film, would identify as a man and say, call me a man rather than a woman. So another thing that I thought about trans, I thought trans were people who were in transition to become the opposite sex. It's not always that way. So it's um, more of a, a mental thing. Is that right, Tim? I mean, again, not an expert, but I've uh, generally I've seen like a trans man being referred uh, uh, somebody who's referred to as a trans man if they were previously outwardly identified as a woman. So a trans man could be a man who has transitioned from being a woman outwardly. Um, a trans woman could be someone who has transitioned from being a man outwardly and it could be somebody who's in transition who's like in the middle of um you know getting surgery or making changes aesthetically to appear to appear a gender to the outside world but in that person's mind and in their heart they have always been whatever gender they're identifying with like if i was like i should have been a woman i would say i am a woman i identify as woman i'm waiting to make the changes that will make me outwardly a woman so that the rest of the world sees me as I see myself. And I think the frustration that a lot of people feel when like someone won't use the right pronoun or consistently messes up the right pronoun. And by the way, like if trans people seem like annoyed about this online, it's because they deal with it all day, every day, everywhere they go. And they have to explain it to their aunt 4,000 times who still can't get it. And their uncle who can't get it. And maybe their parents who can't get it. Um, they're like, it's simple. I'm a woman. Call me she, call me her. Um, I I am transitioning, or I have transitioned. Yeah, I, I would assume that probably 
they're, they're saying, okay, well, well, and I don't know who else is actually cast in the film, but maybe she's being cast in the film because they're like, this makes it potentially a more bankable film. Yeah. And but that's the thing. We hear that all the time is a reason for not having diversity with race. And then, you know, people feel like that's, that's not a valid thing. But I think in a situation where that's so tied, the, the identity of this character is so tied to what the whole film's about, then perhaps it is a more complex issue. I don't know. I mean, but that's, I don't, I guess I don't get it because that's just like a straight actor playing gay or a gay yeah. actor playing straight. And some people have a problem with that. They need to sit their ass down because that's not like whitewashing or something. Whitewashing is com- something completely different to me, you know? Like, why? Because if I'm, especially, I'm, not, I'm not arguing, I just want to like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because especially like if. Because it equates to something different, though, to me. Or maybe maybe I'm just speaking because I'm a straight black man. So, okay. If you, all right. Here's the thing. Like, let's because say you have a scene. I, I think this is part of it. If you have a scene with... It doesn't always have to be this way, but there are certain things you can't write in. If we're t- Like, for example, if we had uh, Viola Davis playing his character. Tex. Yeah. It doesn't work the same. It don't for work. a bunch of reasons. Yeah, it's the same way, like, you, you can't have, um, motherfucking, um, shit, I don't know, Stone Cold Steve Austin playing Luke Cage. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense, right? I mean, Hollywood has done worse, just, haven't they? I mean, it's done worse, but that takes so much away from the story, though, you know? <laughs> one, one reason things are going, one reason things are going badly for Scarlett Johansson right now from a PR standpoint First, she released this statement that people thought was a little bit pithy, where she said, you know, direct, essentially direct any questions to Jared Leto um, and Felicity Huffman, who both play trans characters, and also because of Ghost in the Shell, because she <laughs> was at the middle of, like, the yeah. biggest recent al- accusation of whitewashing. Yeah, and that was whitewashing then, at its finest. Yeah, and because she has that history, she comes in with this mm-hmm. baggage of having been in Ghost in the Shell, which, by the way, has the same director as Rub and Tug, really? which also isn't isn't helping. Um, that director so people, does not give a fuck. But you know, but sometimes you got dudes you work with, like you know, Michael B. Jordan always works uh, works with. Uh, oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? The director, Ryan Coogler. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, but they got a good track record. Wait, well, like, I mean, I'm not gonna work, do a movie with somebody which people think is the worst movie I ever done. What the what thinks? It's, like, I mean, <laughs> what thinks Ghost in the Shell? Well. They don't think it's the worst movie they've ever seen. Like you know, it might be the, one of the worst movies that she has ever done. I mean, she's done a lot of movies, man. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't get myself to say it. Like I, I like Scarlett Johansson. I think she generally makes good choices. Like she's generally in good movies. She's generally good in them. But I like um, her too. Yeah, I couldn't get excited. About stick, her, her movies don't stick to landing a lot. I think that's what is a hurting her a lot. Like well, what was movies. that movie she did? It's like you take some drugs or something, and it just makes you like a superpowered Lucy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's too much that like was... Limitless to me too. Yeah, that is kind of like Limitless. Although um, I haven't seen that movie, the premise seems similar. I don't know. know. Like I just think, I guess since since like I said, go back to just not really completely understanding what it means to be trans. It's hard to understand why 
it's such a big deal. I the, so I guess my my issue is, you know, I just don't. Do they need trans heroes? No, nah, I, I don't think that's what they're arguing for. I mean, my my issue is that at the end of the day, I think there are there can definitely be complications with certain people playing certain roles. Uh, but I think the particular thing they're asking for is that representation in the Hollywood community. Now, the only thing about the way it's being set up is it's so focused on, because this is a trans role we're talking about with tax, um, it's like I, I don't know much about how Hollywood gives chances to trans actors like can trans actors play straight people are they like are they typecast only in, in trans roles i don't know this like i don't know the history of any of this stuff so we could call it a hang up but i don't know like what any of this means like mm-hmm. i don't know that gay actors or actresses or, or let's just call them actors because i don't want to bring some kind of divide but um i don't know that that gay actors are given straight roles I know straight actors oh. are given gay roles. Well, gay actors are given lots of straight roles. It's just that they're encouraged to not come out as gay. I mean, there's lots yeah, of... Yeah, but that's what I mean, openly gay, you know? Right, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of tricky things here. I think one of the tricky things is we can't go ask Tex because Tex died. Tex died in 2003, so we can't say, you know, would you be comfortable with Scarlett Johansson playing you? Um, would you want to be identified as a woman who dresses as a man but is a woman? Or would you want to be identified as a trans man? Or would you want to just call you a man? Um, we can't ask any of those questions. And I so mean, well, okay, kind of, so before you keep going, um, I think you're asking some fascinating questions, but isn't this something you would try to look into before making the film? Like, do they not have answers to this? It's funny because the very first article that was written about this um, was Deadline Hollywood, and they wrote it really carefully. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they were like intentionally writing it carefully, but they wrote it, they parsed it in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of days passed, and people said, "No, no, that what you're describing, that situation, that that's a trans man. That character's a trans man. That's mm-hmm. not." Um, and so, it sort of took a little while for everybody to. Get on board this. Get on. Get on board with this, and you know the ScarJo crackdown began. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, her response didn't help her, and her history with Ghost in the Shell didn't help her. But here's here's what the very first article said: uh, New Regency wins Rub and Tug. Rupert Sanders directs Scarlett Johansson, and Joel Silver produced Tale of Pittsburgh Massage Parlor Queen. Um, and it says, let's see. Jean Marie Gill was a larger-than-life character who took on the mob and became the crime kingpin of 1970s Pittsburgh through her empire of illicit massage parlors and an anabolic steroids ring that helped fuel the Pittsburgh Steelers NFL dynasty, all the while cross-dressing and leaning on her allies in the gay community to help her grow her empire. Um, however, it is Jean's fiery romance with her girlfriend Cynthia that truly defines her and forms the emotional core of the story. So they're making it sound like this is a woman who identifies as a woman who as it says, cross-dresses as a man which and finds make, allies in the gay community. Which would make that person in some of the language and maybe... I, I don't know if it's considered inappropriate or not to call somebody a stud, but that's basically what Keith was describing in the first place. I, I googled that to see if there's like... 
a negative connection to that word. And it's kind of like a lot of words in, in the LGBTQ community. It's kind of like, I don't want to get way out of my lane, but it's like, you can say the N word, but I can't say the N word. Oh, okay. And well, by the way, I'm not, not trying. I'm not <laughs> right, no, trying no, 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 to no. say. I'm not. I'm not like dying over here. Like, why can't I? But it's like, if somebody who's who's gay says I'm queer, it's like absolutely fine. Like, okay, cool. But if I was like, if I called someone queer, it would be completely uncool, and I wouldn't do right. it. Obviously. Yeah. Um. It's there's a lot of terms like that. I didn't know queer was a bad word. Yeah, you're not supposed. It's kind of like if you call somebody who's Asian the O word. What, Oriental? Yes. Yeah, but that's Oriental. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like, pretty fucked up. The idea is that the Orient is Oriental. a place, not a person. Yeah, that's why I was saying it like that. That is I said, yeah, I, stupid I already. Said it, but, yeah. but, um, but this is one thing that's good about this conversation, like, the, the real world is this movie is going to open in theaters across America. You're in Tennessee and Texas. Like I live in West Hollywood. Like there are, there are non-gender specific bathrooms everywhere. There's gay people everywhere. There's a, I, I'm about to say ridiculous, but not because it's ridiculous, but because it's like, I couldn't, I don't know when that would happen here. Non-gender yeah. specific bathrooms. It's by the way, it's no problem whatsoever. I'm it has sure. no effect on anything. Um, but it's, you know, this is like a, a world that I'm pretty comfortable with where it's just like I just see trans people all the time, like walking down the street. Um, but middle America doesn't. I Not mean, Tennessee all. doesn't. And I don't know if Texas does. And that's where the movie is going to open. And so when the movie opens, everyone is going to have this discussion and go, well, wait a minute. You know, is is this a man or is this a woman or what? what, what is a trans man? And they're going to have exactly the conversation we just had. And that's one of the things that they're dealing with. So now imagine that conversation with a movie that doesn't have an A-list star. Like, how would that conversation go? Yeah, and that, and that's that's a great question. I don't know. Um, but but it's like for oftentimes when we talk about these issues of diversity, the, the reason people give that they don't have it in front of the screen is that, um, you know, without this bankable person who's not uh, – somehow, you know, representing a diverse part of the population, if we don't have that star here, then it's less likely to be a bankable product. Which sometimes, it's like, I, I, I understand the argument. I don't think you, you can use that as a way to just completely avoid um, including, you know, diverse people. Um, and, and, and honestly, who knows? They might have actually interviewed people who are trans men for this role, I don't. I don't know. Maybe they didn't at all, but it's just hard to say. It's 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 funny because like you heard the argument for years. Like the reason we don't have more African Americans in lead roles is they don't play overseas. It's not our fault. Mm-hmm. America's cool, but you know other countries won't go for it. And then what's the biggest movie this year? Black Panther. Yeah. Um, which seems to be going over pretty well everywhere. And it's kind of like, it's like you don't know until you try it. Um, well, or maybe you tried it and you just did it in a way that didn't connect. It doesn't mean anything just because a product or two doesn't do well. There's a lot of reasons good films don't do well in the box office. I guess, I guess too, like, though, when you, when you kind of compare it to race, I just feel like it's just so different, though. Because even if you, like, 
if you walked around and you said that you were another race that you're obviously not, people would look at you crazy. <laughs> and some people might even be offended. One time, I'm going to use this for an example, right? So I used to work with this guy. He was Mexican. Very obviously Mexican. But he didn't really identify with being Mexican, right? So one time he was saying how he was playing basketball with, you know, some other guys from work. And he said, me and somebody else, he said, we were the only white guys there. I was so goddamn confused. And it was like... You're like, where's the punchline? Like, where's the punchline? But he was dead serious. He identified himself with being white. But at the same time, I don't... But you not, know, that's, not, inter- that's not even as respected. Like, he can walk around and call himself white all day, but we know that he's not white. Well, you know, and the thing that's, that's interesting is in general, I think when you see that happen with race, it tends to be because they are tying something very specific about what is considered good and pure and, and acceptable and noble or some weird stuff with race. And I don't think, like, I think there's no such thing as waking up and being like, I feel like I'm white today. But I think there is something that's waking up and saying, you know, today I feel like I am non-gender or whatever. Like, because that's actually biological, you know, but race is not biological. Well, not in that sense. Like, race is made of construct in the first place, but like, your brain doesn't split anything up by race. That's done by society. But your brain does break up things by gender, and that's different. Yeah, but, but I mean, we don't know if that's just what's the case with Dante Gill, though, too. Because, first off... He, I just feel like they have an inside track we don't he, have. He was a gangster. So, for all we know, he probably was... The fact that he was in this world, which was hard and rough and tough, he probably felt like he had to be a man. And that identifying himself as a woman, he probably equate being a woman with being weak and soft. Maybe, man. I think, um, I think in, in the 70s in Pittsburgh, I don't think that's a crazy leap. <laughs> no, I, mean, no, I mean, like, no, I, 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 used to, I used to live in Pittsburgh, and, like, yeah, like, Pittsburgh is, like, Pittsburgh is, like, a manly man town. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think, like, a person in the 70s in Pittsburgh who's, like, working basically in organized crime a man is going to have an advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. without a doubt. I mean, hell, that's true so, today. So what better think. way to make it than just consider yourself to be a man? I mean, she was already a lesbian, right? I mean, but I, oh, to yeah. me, that's a little bit different than, I guess, being trans and waking up and being like, okay, my whole life. I mean, based off what we're, what we're so, yeah. defining trans is, is being like, okay, my whole life, ever since I was a little boy, I felt like I need to wear a dress. Well, the thing is, so Tex never would have said trans man because people weren't using that language. Those terms. Oh, okay. At the time, or yeah. at least even if they were, they weren't doing it within her circles. I mean, excuse me, within his circles. So, you know, how that functions and how the movie handles that, I'm curious. I, I think it sounds like an incredibly good movie, honestly. Like, I don't know whether ScarJo is the right person or not. I haven't seen it, but... I mean, the setting is amazing. The idea is amazing. It is. It is. The whole, the gender issues that come up are amazing. I mean, and frankly, <coughs> none of us really know, in retrospect, what what Tex thought. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. I mean, to try to to try to get into this really interesting character who was definitely ahead of the times. 
Are there Pittsburgh um, mob movies? Like, is there like a, a kind of plethora of those, or is this like one of few? I think Pittsburgh gets undercovered in general. Pittsburgh is a fascinating city. Yeah, it's it's kind of Midwest. It's kind of Eastern. It's just it's really out there by itself, forgotten. Like the nearest big city is Cleveland, two hours away, and Cleveland's kind of forgotten too. Pittsburgh's interesting. You were saying something, and you were like blah blah blah. Some, 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 uh, <laughs> something about like prescription stuff. No, 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 I'm saying like, so, like he's <laughs> reading like this overview and then it was like Pittsburgh Steelers. I was like, what, what the hell? What oh yeah. About? Yeah. One of the things that was on the deadline story is that, um, <laughs> let me find that again. That's like a, that's nice to have it thrown in. Right. Yeah. I was um, like, wait a minute now. Was it an, 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 an empire that included an anabolic steroids ring that oh, helped anabolic. fuel the Pittsburgh Steelers NFL dynasty? I don't know if that's true. But. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, you can't just throw – I didn't want to cut you off because, like, we were really in it. But I was like, hey, uh, run that back. Like some strong Terry Bradshaw would not be happy. Wait a minute. Like <laughs> – <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I think we can wrap it up here. Um, hey, we tried, right? Like, we, yeah, we, tried. <laughs> we fumbled through it. <laughs> We, but, uh, we I mean, talked about stuff. What's happening, I think, is like for decades of our lives, we were kind of brought up in a society that says there's two genders and that's that. And now everybody's kind of feeling out the idea that that might not be the case, that it's more that it's more complex than that. And we want to have empathy for everyone and, you know, raise the bar. I mean, this, mm-hmm. is, this sounds corny, but there's this idea that like as long as one person is imprisoned, nobody's free. Uh, yeah. And you know, it's it's about like kind of just expanding your circle of of empathy or who you care about. And um, I don't know, maybe this movie can do that. Maybe so this Tim movie that gets people. Us. True. No, I just yeah, I a, live. He's he's able to put it. Yeah, I think we need to live in California for a while. <laughs> like we need to experience. We need to get out of the South. It's too closed minded out here. Well, what what people honestly need to do is like live where I live in West Hollywood for a little while and see yeah. that it's absolutely no different from anywhere else. Like I lived in Pittsburgh, like pretty much very close to where, to where Tex lived. Uh-huh. And that was a very regimented, like this is this, this is this type of society in like around 2000, around the time Tex died. And then I live in West Hollywood and I walk past like a veterans memorial, which is like the last thing you think you're going to see in the stereotype of West Hollywood. Yeah, and on the day, a couple days after Trump got elected, a trans woman walked past me and like spit on a bunch of American flags. Um, oh no. <laughs> and while I was, you know, walking around, it's just, you just see every type of person like yeah. all to all together doing just fine. And I mm. mean, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to like make it sound like, the people of West Hollywood are anti-American because they're obviously not. I mean, they have a veterans memorial because veterans from West Hollywood fought and died. Right. Um, but it's just a, a very, very diverse group of people can live together and can all have be everywhere in the gender spectrum and things go totally okay. Like, what is the fallout? Like, what is the damage to our children? There is none. <laughs> yeah, there is none. So, I mean... Yeah, let's close it there. Let's close it. There. You 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 uh, wrapped it up nicely. We we can you know leave our 
bumbling southern words for another time. No, but also, but also, we can stop like assuming that everybody in the South is bumbling and doesn't mean well. Like that's that's oh, really no. ignorant. I just mean bumbling as in what we mean to say uh, comes out differently. Mostly just because the way it's spoken about here is just more like matter of fact. It is what it is. This is what they want to do. No big. You know, we just used to it a different way. And also, when you're trying to talk about it, since people don't use this language, there's yeah. so many times you trip up the definition or you're saying it incorrectly and things like that. And I think you really uh, kind of put a, a good cap and summation on uh, just the conversation in general and just, you know, the fact that we're trying to even figure this out and have this conversation is positive. And it's not like I don't think anybody thinks cancel Scarlet. I didn't see that. It's just people felt like, there were other people who fit the bill who had this experience who would better serve the role, which is different Keith, from saying cancel her and don't ever do anything with her work again. You know, Keith, when you mentioned the thing about how you can't really like switch races, I, the thing that made me laugh is I saw a tweet that said the only role Scarlett Johansson should play right now is Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, I saw huh. that. I saw that, that made me laugh. Hey, <laughs> and that would be perfect. Because it would be messed up if you had a black woman play the woman, right? Uh, uh, uh. Hey, I actually watched that, though, you know? i go to that movie. I'll see well, that now that I think about it. Atlanta plays around with that, the FX show quite a bit. But yeah. um, I, I don't want to get into that. That's a whole other conversation. But, but yeah, we, we could just start wrapping up, man. I think we covered some of everything tonight. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good time. I'm really glad we got the... Uh, you know, getting this conversation real quick. We all ripping and running, but uh, we got a good one in. And we'll be able to do it by weekly, baby, and see if we can keep the schedule going. Yep. All right, we'll see y'all next time.